Welcome to my greatest imagination podcast. I am Josh Lamar Morris III, co-host. I welcome my special guest, Al Jalil Williams, producer, screenwriter, director of film. Episode 21, The Life of a Director and Producer and Screenwriter. First question, Al Jalil, tell me and listeners your story. Uh, well, my story is, um, I'm from North New Jersey, um, lived in my whole life, um, got really into acting when I seen my uncle, um, uh, whose name is Jermaine Hopkins. He played the lean and lean on me and, uh, oh, juice okay. and a few other films. And, um, I saw how at first it was just because I saw the love he got. So that's why I wanted to do it. But I started to fall in love with it. The more I acted in, you know, did school plays and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I mean, in high school, I took it a lot more seriously. That's when I wrote my first script at 17 and uh, we was gonna film it, but it was towards the end of the senior year and nobody came to school. So we couldn't really film it. Um, But after that, I went on auditions and didn't really get many roles. So I said, I'm gonna make my own opportunities. And 11 films later, here I am. Great, great, great. That's good. You stay consistent and determined. You didn't give up. That's great. Second question. Yeah. Tell me and listeners the life of writer, producer, and director of film. Um, well, <laughs> I, I'm being uh, transparent and honest. I don't live that life completely right now. I still work a job and uh, finance myself. Um, you know, uh, self-fund all my projects and stuff like that. But when I am living in that world, it's a lot of logistics because I'm a one man band, you know, I wish I had help, you know, I reach out to some people, but everybody's schedule is different. So it's a lot of, um, I typically, when I write my stuff, I write it all like the whole from, I take a day or two, write everything. And then as time goes on, I go back and edit and make changes and make corrections and things like that. So, um, that's how I do it. I don't know how other people do it. If they may just jump around, but I write from, same one to the end and I go back and edit and rechange things because I like to get it out while it's there and then you know uh change it later because sometimes the first draft ain't the best right right great advice what advice will you give new screenwriters producers and directors of film um the best advice I can give is if that's what you feel you want to do, just work on it, you know, do research and uh, try if you can link with other people, because I don't care what field you're in. If you don't know nobody, it's going to be very, very hard unless you get super lucky to um, become successful and do it as a full time job or, you know, to even show your talents off. I mean, honestly, you only need one person that's that got some juice to uh, to really be successful. Right, right, great. Tell me and listeners about your films you produced. Um, well, the first two were All Gone and Two Sides. Um, All Gone was about a father who found out after uh, six years that his uh, daughter that he raised wasn't his. And um, he just had to talk to his brothers about it, didn't know how to deal with it going forward. Uh, and um, 
kind of turned out a little tragic. Uh, two sides is about two friends who grew up together and one went to college, one stayed in the streets. And a few years later, the one who went to college came back and is, you know, trying to get his man to leave the streets alone and come, you know, mess with him and kind of have a tragic ending. The type of films that I make are typically real life situations and some of the things that I've been doing, some of the things that, you know, just uh, happen. I mean, um, my two latest films, uh, which is The Word, um, which in short is about um, black man Eric and his white friend, who they've been friends for a long time. The white friend's name is um, Ryan. And uh, Ryan is very wealthy and he always tries to help Eric, you know, trying to give him some money, you know, just give him gifts because he's not trying to buy his friendship. He's Eric is the only friend that's there for Ryan, not for what he can do for him. And Ryan is uh, Ryan is like, you know, I can't really like, you know, treat you how I like to because you're pride. So Eric is a guy kind of like myself who says the N-word a lot. And uh, Ryan one day says, how about I buy it from you? And he's like, what? Buy the rights to say the N-word. And they, the film, the short film is from a feature film that I wrote about the two-week trial period of him uh, wanting to buy the word, um, the N-word, the rights to say the N-word from Eric. Um, and a lot of people say, I, I just say, you know, if you can watch Marvel and all these other movies, just suspend your, this, your belief for a second and believe that this can happen. It's the first time in the history of the world somebody's selling their rights to use a word, meaning that they can never use that word again, at least not publicly. So the film is about Eric pretty much like he's selling his rights to say the word. Now is only two is it's two ways that you know it can really work out and neither one of them are good. Since he's put it out there now, if he doesn't take it, because it's a lot of money, life changing money for a lot of people, people will say he's being selfish and wants to just keep using that word. Now, if he does take it, wait, did I okay, am I frozen? No, you good. I hear you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and Eric says, you know, it's like, Eric is like, if I don't take it, then people are like, oh, well, it's just this word, and I could have sacrificed the word for the greater good. But if I do take it, people will say that I'm a sellout. And then it's like, if you don't help people, you may not help them enough, or you help them too much. Or, it's just a whole big thing with, um, with that. And, uh, that's what the short film is about, like the, the decision Eric has to make since he made an announcement and, you know, people won't be watching. And the other film, um, Hand in Hand, is about a gun that goes from one person to the next person. The person that it starts out with, the, who has the gun in the beginning, it gets back to them. That's like the best way to tell it without no, it is The gun goes from different people, different couples and people, and, you know, they have the gun, they use the gun, they ditch the gun. Um, right. That's the best way I can set, tell it without, you know, giving too much away for both of those uh, projects. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. Tell me, listeners, about being a TV assistant for HBO Max. Uh, well, yeah, I currently work for HBO Max as a uh, production assistant, but I'm on the COVID side, but I've done I've been a regular production assistant and being a production assistant is the same across the board. Pretty much. You just like do, you know, you, you're on set, you make sure people are staying quiet. 
if you're outside or on location or somewhere, like you make sure people don't walk across where they're filming, um, like by the cameras and stuff like that. And you know, you you there like to give directions on where to go. Like if we're on location or even if we're on the stage, it's like go here, go there, and don't walk here and go. You know, um, it, it's 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 like one of the most important parts of any production, but it's like the least spoke about, the least known, but, you know, without production assistance, the production assistance didn't work for a week. A lot of productions would be shut down because we do the things that the big people can't do because it'll take up too much time. Instead of a 10 to 12 hour day, it'd be a 17 hour day if we wasn't there. Because we get food and drinks for people, you know, who can't leave the set. You know, we do, we do a lot. We, we do an actual lot for um for these productions and it's a fight to get us more money than get us unionized but you know that's that's where it stands right now it's a lot it's it okay. yeah it's a lot great 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 tell me listeners about your acting career um well my acting career was pretty much uh some plays i've done when i was in school and um things that I made myself. I've been in two other projects that weren't mine as an actor. I had a very small role, but those projects never came out. I've seen them, but they haven't been uh, put out mainstream. Like I uh, said, when I was younger, that's like um, what I really wanted to do was be an actor. And the older I got, and the more I started doing, you know, my own projects, I'm like, I, you know, it's kind of hard to wear all these hats and you got to take them. You got to <laughs> decide which one you want to do, especially if, you know, um, you put in a lot of time and effort, you know, trying to make your own projects. It's hard to be the director and a producer and a PA at the same time because I got to drive people back and forth to set. I got to, you know, I got to, it's, it's just a lot. So I, I'm deciding. I, I like to be creative and be behind the scenes. Um, I'm not saying I'm close to the door of acting, but, you know, right now I really want to focus on directing and getting you know, some, some stories that need to be told, told. Right. Good luck with that. Last question. Tell me and listeners where we can find you online. Any additional valuable information you want to share? Um, well, you can follow me online at Aljalil, W-A-L-J-A-L-I-L-W on Instagram, on Twitter. It's just Aljalil, A-L-J-A-L-I-L on YouTube, is youtube.com slash handsome dad films and um like i said earlier if you want to do it the best thing to do is just to do it i had to work when i was younger because as soon as i graduated high school i had a daughter so i didn't really have that time like i could have but i was just focused on trying to be a good dad and be there and be supportive that i didn't really think about my career further in it at least for three years because you know had responsibilities to take care of but if you got an opportunity you know and you're passionate about it just do it reach out to people there's a lot more programs than it was 10 years ago 15 years ago when i was younger so looking at those programs try to get in one and go for it i'm 36 years old i'm not really where i want to be but i feel like i'm close so great great thank you for coming on and being my guest on my greatest man podcast and Thanks Look for having forward me. to talking to you in the future, maybe even networking. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.